Homemade Stories is proud to have the Lagunitas Brewing Company as a sponsor. I remember when I first met Lagunitas, I was at an event in Chicago. It was a BYOB event, and someone had brought a six-pack of Lagunitas Little Something Something L, and they put all the bottles in the cooler with a bunch of other bottles. And I pulled one of the Little Something Somethings out the cooler, and I, I looked at it. I had never seen this before. And uh, I think I was calling it Laguntas at that time. And uh, I tried it. Then I got another one that was pretty good. And I didn't want to hoard all the little something-somethings, but there was a lot of beers in the cooler and no one was complaining, so I, I grabbed another Lagunitas. And it was smooth and it had that hops kick like I like. You know, I like a hops kick. After that, as they say, I was right. So how many Lagunitas little something-somethings does it take to get right? You know what I mean by right. Three. That's a throwback. <laughs> Lagunitas. Beer speaks. People mumble. Enjoy the show. So I've been staying on schedule, and I'm so proud of myself. You got to be proud of yourself sometimes, you know. New episodes of Homemade Stories every other week. And please make sure that you give Homemade Stories a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. There's so many of them. Um, I have new t-shirt designs at ShannonCason.com. Get those. I did one that says, the only excuse is death. That's a motivational phrase my dad would tell me. Be a friend of the show. Support the stories. And my next public show is Stories Upstairs Open Mic Storytelling on March 28th at 7 p.m. at River's Edge Gallery in Wyandotte. I notice a lot of friends of Homemade Stories have been coming out to the show, and that means a lot to me. The next theme is Young and Dumb, so bring your young and dumb stories. It's BYOB, and it's free, so uh, we can get our little something-somethings on together. You know, we can get right. More info at ShannonCason.com. And I think that's all. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Homemade Stories number 105. I'm Shannon Kaysen. I'm a big fan of watching jazz musicians. I mean, I, I really like their style. I watch their interviews. And I really like when they're playing and each musician takes a solo. And all the other musicians are standing there and they're watching. They're watching the pianist, the horn player, the bassist. I really like watching drummers. I like the drum solos. Storytellers are like musicians to me. We play our life experiences like instruments. And I like to think that I'm a, I'm a bass player. I play simple notes. But it can be interesting sometimes seeing what I can do with only four strings. I beat on the casing sometimes. I think of stories as music. I don't remember where I met Ray Christian. He just appeared in my storytelling life. I felt like he was sizing me up when I met him though like a musician, like he was sizing me up. He had his instrument and he was seeing what kind of techniques I use in my solos. 
Then I heard him play a solo, and I was wild. I thought, that boy can play. So here's Ray Christian, a storyteller, a friend, accompanied by Art Blakey and War. I hope you enjoy. Combat is a rare experience. As a soldier, I was trained and conditioned to have two contradictory emotions toward war. To love and be loyal to the people with me, even to the point of risking my life but to be absolutely without mercy and empathy for the enemy. During the first Gulf War, my unit was just outside Kuwait. And for almost four weeks, we had been bombing Iraqi positions. Well ahead of our forces and ahead of our positions day and night, followed by days of artillery and rocket fire. These rockets, called MLRS, soared through the sky by the hundreds with a kind of beauty. Their size, the flames, the smoke plumes, the sights and the sounds of cluster bombs impacting the ground. It's almost like they danced and sparkled miles in the distance. But in the days that would follow, after we had started our advance, and we came into contact with the results of that beauty, the burning equipment, destruction, the dead, hundreds of traumatized, shocked, and demoralized Iraqi soldiers starting to surrender, Many of them who had suffered wounds, they were dirty. They often cried uncontrollably. Some just stared into space. And many of them were deaf from the bombing. And this close and personal contact made it easier for us to have empathy and feel sorry for them and feel a sense of humanity in their suffering. But as soon as we would get comfortable, we would encounter small groups of Iraqi soldiers who were still wanting to fight and they simply had no chance against our onslaught but were still willing until we neutralized them. Now, combat does not occur at all places, at all times, along a sector. These are times when things can also be dangerous. When you're sleep-deprived, lost in exhaustion and stress. This is when you can move into that fog of war and you see things that are not there. 
you don't see things that are. You decide to step left instead of stepping right. You walk too far forward. You fail to stop one foot short. Something as insignificant as that determines if you live or you die. And it was in a moment like this that I decided to set my weapon down. A major lapse in judgment, something against everything I had ever been trained for. But I decided I was going to walk out into the desert to relieve myself. Some me time. And I walked about 50 yards and I started to relieve myself when I saw that the ground in front of me was starting to move and jostle around. And I immediately tried to react and jump back, thinking I know what this could be, but it was too late. Three Iraqi soldiers were in a position with a burlap sheet with sand on it, and they popped up. I jumped back. They got the drop on me. This is not how I felt this was going to be. Not how I would end. But they put their weapons down. And they started grabbing at my feet. And they were trying to indicate to me that they wanted to surrender. And here I was, shocked. And without a weapon. I instinctively motioned for them to get out of their position. Come on. Come on. Get out. Come on. They complied. I walked them back to my unit. They took them all together. Processed them and sent them to headquarters to be interrogated. I certainly was no hero. But as a soldier, I was able to understand why soldiers might want to surrender and I could put myself in the boots of the men who maybe wanted to continue to fight. But I couldn't understand why after weeks of bombing and days of artillery and a mass of tanks and an armored assault, why these soldiers... At this time, and in this place, decided they're done. They don't want to fight no more. Because if I were in their position, I would have shot me. And if I would have had my weapon... I would have killed them. Because that's what soldiers do. I have hoped and prayed that they went on to have a long and prosperous life.
Wow. Wow. Ray really knows how to paint pictures with his stories, and I appreciate that. Make sure that you go and subscribe to Ray's podcast. It's called What's Ray Saying? He tells stories, and he talks about he talks about everything. He talks about some powerful issues on what's Ray saying. Um, I always learn something. I'm a I'm a faithful listener, Ray. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was produced by myself and Robert Anderson. Uh, thank you to all the friends of Homemade Stories. Become a friend of the show at ShannonCason.com. I'm also looking for more stories. If you got a good story. Uh, record it. I got to think of a process for this because just getting these long ass emails, I'm never going to read them. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Send me a recording. Thanks to the Lagunitas Brewing Company and the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation. All right. See you soon. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's homemade.